So they reached out to me and asked if I wanted to come do like a brunch there. So I did. And just to like do a real. So I brought like five of my girlfriends. It was unlimited champagne, unlimited food, all like taken care of. Hi, Vibers. Today we're joined with a very special guest. She grew up in Barrie, is extroverted, is a huge foodie, hates double standards, and wanted to be a vet when she was younger. Please give a warm welcome to Laura Colucci. Did I say your last name right? You got it. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me and Happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year. Did you have a good Christmas and a good New Year's? I did. Yeah, it was very low key, which is exactly what I wanted. The last couple of years have just been like um, away from my family. I usually travel with my partner that I had previously to his hometown. So it was really, really nice to be able to spend my Christmas with my family this year. Just take it really low key. And then New Year's, same thing. I really wanted to start 2023 off fresh. So I stayed in with my roommate, we made dinner, watched the fireworks at midnight, and then went to bed. And it was like a really cool, chill, happy new year. So yeah, it was great. Oh, that's so nice. You know what, I feel like a lot of people this year have decided to do more of a relaxed kind of new year's. I didn't see as many people saying that they're going out and partying. And I kind of did the same thing. I went to a girlfriend's house and me, her boyfriend and my boyfriend did like some games, some food, had a couple of drinks and then watched the countdown right at 12. My boyfriend and I Ubered back home and I'm like, yeah, I'm yep. good to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I did the same thing. I woke up, watched the fireworks. As soon as they were done, I'm like, I'm going to bed good night <laughs> yeah, yeah you got to be able to get up early like I I feel like I'm going into 2023 with a different mindset like I love having casual drinks I love having fun drinks too but I think 2023 I am just gonna stop doing too many drink things maybe a glass of wine here or there but I really find that you know as I'm getting older it's harder to deal with just even like feeling tired the next day after drinking. Like I didn't drink yeah. that much for new year's. And then I woke up and I was like, Oh my God, yesterday. I'm like, I have no motivation to do anything. And that's not how I want to start the year. I just want to be able to get up, be able to work out. And then if I decide that I want to be lazy, I want to just be able to decide that not based on, you know, drinking or whatever, staying up late that just I feel like being lazy. I know. I know. Now that I'm getting older, I can feel the hangover is getting longer and longer and like more intense to the point where like sometimes like it takes me like two days to like get back on schedule. Yeah. So definitely want to try and taper that down as well this year and focus more on like a healthy routine than just like and have like a different social outlet rather than just going out and drinking at like a bar. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. I am with you there a hundred percent. Now, are you the type of person that you ever set kind of goals for your new year or resolutions, if you want to call that, or I have a couple in mind this year that I would like to work towards. I'm not putting like a dead 
like date on every single one of them. They're more of things that I want to work towards. I am going to sit down at some point this week and really like figure out maybe certain ones to do every quarter. Yep. So it's not, you know, just one massive year to get everything done and try and like, you know, departmentalize it a little bit just so it's a little bit more organized for myself and less overwhelming. Yeah. So a couple of things that I want to work on this year is just get into a better habit of the food that I'm putting in my body. I'm pretty good during the day most of the time, but then like at night, I definitely love, love to snack and I don't feel the best the next morning doing that. So that's one thing I would love to start getting more partnerships with my platform. Yep. So that's a huge thing, but I want to start instead of getting more free products and free services. Like I really would like to start making a lot of passive income through social media instead. Um, okay, so yeah. That's a big goal that I have this year. So I'm trying to work with a couple people to pick their brains on how to do that. So working on that. And then I do want to do another half marathon. So fitness wise, my fitness goal would be to do another half marathon. So I'm still running through the winter, just not as much. And I don't want to lose all of my stamina. So I, I'm trying to, you know, do a like two or three here a week. And that's it so far. So a couple good ones, but nothing too crazy. What about yourself? They're super obtainable goals, which I feel like is the most important. Like you, you want to make sure that you can set goals that you're not going to disappoint yourself if you don't hit. The fact that you're setting yourself up to do another marathon is awesome because you already did one. So you know that it's something that you can do. For myself, honestly, I've always been one of those people that I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a New Year's resolution. And then by the end of the year, I feel like I don't always accomplish it. So I kind of decided that this year I'm not going to set any specific goals. I'm just going to go into 2023 just wanting a healthier life as overall. So whatever that may look like, I, I definitely am going to be focusing super hard on fitness in 2023. I did my Peloton super hardcore in 2022. And that was something that I didn't actually set a goal for, but did and felt really good about it. So I know I want to go back and actually start doing weights in the gym. So that's a big thing, but just overall health so that I know that that's a goal that I can do. And also just building better habits overall. Of course. Yeah. So I have to ask you about your running really quickly before we get into anything you're running throughout the winter do you find that that's hard like on your lungs with the air or is it something that you're kind of getting used to I I think I've gotten pretty used to it now my runs are definitely like a slower pace so that I'm not like out of breath all the time and having to like really inhale like aggressively so I mean the only thing that I would feel is that my lungs feel a little bit tight near the end where I kind of have a little bit of a cough for like 10 minutes but that's about it like I think I'm pretty good sometimes if I feel like it's like negative 30 like if there's a couple times where I ran in that I will put like like a bandana thing like over my mouth or my face to try and like filter it a little bit and warm it up a little bit and to keep my face warm but other than that I, I, I'm pretty good. I don't really have any issues. I have pretty good lungs, surprisingly, because I do smoke a lot of weed. So <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome. So, yeah, I, yeah. I see you post a lot about running and I know you've been running a lot throughout the summer. And then when I saw you kind of transition into this colder weather, I was like, oh, she's a trooper. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, this is my third winter running. Oh, so wow. I'm quite used to it now. It's definitely a lot easier doing it here than when I like go visit my parents in Barrie because there's like no nothing's plowed at that point. There's so much snow. 
but it's really quite easy here because the bike lanes are always completely empty and and salted all yep. along the lake shore. So I never have to worry about it down here, which is great. So I really, I'm really happy that I'm able to do it here during the winter as well. I, I love that. I love it. Yeah. I love it's that. Like I love therapy that. for me now. I used to hate it. <laughs> yeah. I never, don't know. Like three years ago, you, or I guess we'll say now yeah, about three years ago, if you were telling me that I was like a runner and I did a half marathon, I would literally not believe you. Like <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> something like, I ever thought I would do. That's like me. I'm not a runner. I, I would love to be a runner, but I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. Maybe one it day. Was but hard. Yeah, it was I, hard. It was not an easy transition. That's for sure. There was a lot of, there was a good, it was probably a good year before I actually stopped stopping during my runs to catch my breath. Like it, it really is hard to build up, but if you're consistent, you will, you'll be fine. But yeah, it's very hard to start. So now like when you run, you don't stop. You can do like a full, like, what do you typically do? Like two, three kilometers? Um, my short runs now are about 5k. Wow. That's a so short I run. did that this morning. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and it, it takes me like under 25 minutes. So it's like for, it's like oh, really wow. quick for me. Um, I hate stopping because I feel like I lose that momentum when I stop and it's harder to get back into it. If I'm starting to continue my run, I used to stop every time I used to have a halfway point yep. just so I had a rest and then I'd run back, but I just felt that I didn't need to do that anymore. And especially if I want to continue to do like half marathons, it's not something that I can get into a habit of. So, wow. Yeah. That's so cool. I love learning that. So yeah. I usually mention kind of how I know my guests and I know that you and I are more like social media friends in that aspect. We did go to the same high school, but we have an age difference. Uh, So I know we never talked too much in high school, but it's always good kind of just nailing that. Oh, this is how I kind of know this person. And I've watched you grow on social media just over the years into somebody that was a bar star and then someone who is now so active like I feel like that is that is you and that's who you've become and it's it's really inspiring watching how much you work out and doing everything else like you mentioned to me that you're an account manager you're a personal trainer at f45 and you're doing influencing so I admire just like how much work you put into everything and from what I can see it seems like you put 110 into every individual thing that you do so I I wonder how do you manage just like a work-life balance like between doing personal training working full-time and then as well doing social media and having a social life (laughs) I'm quite lucky. My work from home job is quite flexible. So that has allowed me to really like be able to get in some of my personal goals between that shift. So on my lunch break, you know, I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to lift where if I was sitting in the office every day, like that is definitely something that I wouldn't be able to do. When I was in the office every day, it was like I would go early, early in the morning and do like some cardio. And then I would have be in the office all day till five. And then at five, I would go to the gym after. And then that wouldn't leave me with any time to do any social media, be social at all. I really was like locked into the schedule for years when I was working in an office. So since the pandemic and obviously like switching jobs, now that I work remotely fully, it has allowed me to really be able to manage my time between the windows that I I need them in. And then at 45, I just like, that is something that is 
obviously more of like a fun, passionate job for me where yeah. I get like a really good social outlet in that case where I'm, you know, I'm on King West. So I have all the young crowds that like I see at the bar anyway, they're yeah. coming in for workouts. We socialize, we gossip, you know, and obviously I train them and them. So that's something that I just like really enjoy doing. So it doesn't feel like work for me with that job. And then, you know, I I really try to make time for my friends, you know, once or twice a week to go to go out and have that like go. I love going out and getting dressed up and like going for drinks, taking photos, like so girly, like fun stuff and just having a night with your girlfriend, you know. So I just make sure that I make time for that, too, because that is something that is important to me. And obviously, I want to make sure I make time for my friends still. I mean, the social media part is sporadic. It just happens when I have time. You know, if I have some downtime during the day while I work, I will, you know, develop a couple of reels with the footage that I have. And then when I'm at the gym, I'm also filming usually. So that's kind of like killing two birds with one stone. So and then on my downtime, I'll like sit down and actually like edit the reels, look online for different templates, different music. I have a couple apps as well that I use for trending audio and trending reels and stuff like that to help me You'll need to share those secrets with me later. Of course, <laughs> yes, I have a couple of things. Yes, of course. I love oh, that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your fitness journey and kind of how that started. When did that start? It started back in 2017, early 2017, I want to say about, we'll say about this time in 2017. It was a new year. I had, my partner at the time was a very big power lifter, personal trainer, He knew everything there was to know about fitness, especially for beginners. So I asked him, I had nothing, I knew nothing also at this point. Like I didn't play sports. I didn't do anything with my time. I just kind of like worked and hung out and whatever. So I didn't really have any hobbies. So I, you know, I went up to him and I said, I I would really like to get into fitness. You know, can you help me with that? Can you create a program with me? And so I basically went like balls to the wall, like right away like I did like a whole diet plan and I did a whole workout plan and like he was helping me through everything and like helped me figure out like like the form I needed for every lift and certain exercises and whatnot so that's kind of when it started and I was with him for about three or so years after that so while I was going through that first little bit of fitness I started to see a bit of a relationship change in my food Okay. So because I was on like a meal plan, I started seeing food as more good and bad versus like, you know, like it's just food is food. It's good for you. It's fuel. That's what you need to see it as. And so I started to get like a really bad, like tainted relationship with food where I really became like obsessed with it needing to be in control. So that was a really hard time for me. That was probably a good two, maybe three or four years. I was no say about three years I was in in that dark place for so uh, there was one point where I was doing a lot of dieting and a lot of dieting and this is when like I was at like my lowest point with my relationship with food and I did like a photo shoot it was for a photo shoot like I dieted for like three months whatever and then after the photo shoot I was did not reverse diet which is what you're supposed to do at that point because you have to work your way up and like fix your metabolism you know get it to where it was and I didn't do that because I felt so restricted I just ended up binging and binging and binging after that and just eating everything I wanted forever so I I gained a good like 30 pounds within like a month or two like it was insane wow yeah so then that's when I was brought to try and shift my focus to powerlifting 
Okay. Because I started to get so strong from obviously like I was eating so much and my body was holding on to all of that food that I was getting so strong and like it felt amazing. I was like, oh my God, like I could lift so much. So then I started to do some powerlifting, which again, my partner who I was still with, that was his niche. So yep. he helped me with that. And I did, I did a competition. It was very fun. It, it was great. I got first place. It was awesome. But You I, got that first was, place? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It was a really, really cool accomplishment to definitely look back on now, but it was really hard on my joints and it wasn't something that I wanted to continue for a long time, but it was something that I wanted to try. So I'm happy that I did it. And then after that, we had parted ways. And then I kind of just started doing my own thing. And then I moved down to Toronto and then the pandemic hit. And that's when I started to get into running. So that's kind of where I'm at now with my fitness journey. It was like bodybuilding, powerlifting. Now I'm into running and like also just like creating like a really healthy balance with my food, which is completely 180 now. I have like a really a close friend of mine to thank for that who helped me through everything. Right. So it's so much better. Thank God. But that's kind of where I'm at now. How did you overcome your issues with food and kind of rebuilding that relationship? Was it like your friend that kind of helped you just like guide and change? Was it like a mindset shift? It was. So it was with a partner downtown Toronto and we had moved in together quite quickly because of the pandemic. So he would cook for me all the time. We couldn't go out to eat ever. So he would be cooking all the time and, you know, using like oils and sauces and seasonings. And I was like sweating. Like I was like, well, I can't, I don't know how to track any of this. Like I'm going to fucking gain a bunch of weight because I I'm not eating my regular diet food that I've been like, conditioned to eat every single day for like years and I had this mindset in my mind that if I didn't eat these specific things or like this amount of food every day that I would like gain weight constantly and like just feel like shit and look like crap and like it was just like it was a big fear of mine of course so I would eat everything that he would make and like we really ended up bonding a lot over food so like after dinner like we would like make a dessert and like have snacks and like Then I started getting into weed. And honestly, I just started eating like a normal human being again. (laughs) Like I didn't track. I stopped tracking things. I kind of just ate when I was hungry, stopped when I was full. Because that was one thing that I lost. So like when you diet a lot, you like you lose your hunger cues. Okay. You don't know when you're actually hungry and you don't know when you're full. It's completely out of whack. It's completely out of balance in your brain. So that's something you kind of have to relearn when you're getting back your relationship with food. If you want to go back into like intuitive eating, you know, the way you were born. Right. So once you have that back, it's a lot easier to really navigate your meals and like your day. One thing I did change as well, though, I do fast. So that is one thing that I do that is still kind of, you would to say a diet trick, whatever, not a trick, but just something that I do. I just feel better doing it for myself. Like I'm lighter on my feet. I don't have to think about food all the time, but I fast 16 hours. Okay. Do you fast at night? No, I actually do like most of my eating in general is, has always been at night. Like I really like to snack at night. I like to have a baked dinner. I like to go to, I like to have like a bowl of cereal before bed. That's just how I've grown up. Yeah. So I will stop eating around nine o'clock at night. Yep. And then I'll eat around one o'clock in the next day. So within 16 hours, I mean, if I eat later, I'll wait later and stuff like that. So all of my morning cardio, which I do is always fasted. Right. And then I I will always eat before I lift, obviously, because you want to have that fuel. 
Yep. So this, obviously, you know that I don't track anything and I kind of eat what I want. That smaller eating window has allowed me to do that. Obviously, I am right. still extremely active as well, but I do have a smaller eating window. Therefore, I'm more flexible. I can eat what I want and not think too hard about it and worry about it. So I was doing that actually for quite some time doing the fasting. Same thing, like maybe around eight o'clock, maybe seven sometimes, and then not eating until like the next day. Cause I wasn't finding, I was actually hungry in the morning. So I'm yeah. like, why am I going to force myself? But I just spoke to a dietitian actually just before Christmas. And I learned this, which I found really interesting is that if you make sure to eat breakfast, even if you don't really want breakfast, that it curbs late night snacking. Cause I have that problem too. I like, I will eat dinner. I'll have a good lunch, eat dinner. And then, you know, getting into the evening, I'm like, Oh, you know, I could go for a little bit of chips maybe, or a little snack. And she told me that it's supposed to curb it. I guess I'll see in the new year yeah. how that works. <laughs> yeah. It, honestly, like any routine or window that works for you or if, if you feel like you would like you're okay with stopping eating at like six because you really are like an early bird and you want to eat really early yep. then that's totally fine you know like the ideal time for fasting is supposed to be 16 hours to have like the full actual benefits of it right so as long as it's like that's your window kind of thing after that it, it, it doesn't normally matter but I, I definitely notice like myself I snack a lot at night too I'm pretty sure there's like I want to say there's some type of a brain chemical change in your in you that happens when the sun goes down that yep. actually has you crave like more calorie dense foods. That would make so much because sense, especially with the winter, too, because I find like yes. I'm I'm not snacking as much in the summertime. But in the wintertime, yeah. I come home, it's dark and I'm like, oh. I know it's cold. You cra- It's true. You crave more comfort foods in the winter when it's cold. And then in the summer, you crave more like whole foods and fruit and vegetables and stuff. It's so weird. I don't know why it's the environment, so you know, it's always it, the it, environment it has such an effect on, on you and you have no idea. It does. Okay. So I have two more questions that I want to ask you that are geared to fitness. So number one, because I'm not really familiar with F45 other than I think Mark Wahlberg started it, right? He's one of the owners. I'm actually not sure who started it, but it originally started in Australia, but he is one of the part owners. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, because I don't know too much of what it typically looks like. If you can kind of explain like what F45 is, if it's just like kind of a normal gym or if it's just geared to more personal training, which is what I've kind of gotten from what you've posted, but definitely let me know. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. So F45 is like a circuit slash hip based type workout more every day is like a different type of workout. It's always the same style. So like, for example, like Mondays and Wednesdays are cardio classes, Tuesdays, Thursdays are like resistance. And then like Friday, Saturdays are like both. So it's like hybrid. So you have cardio and resistance uh, Sunday, and then it's just a resistance again. But basically, it's, it's quite interesting, because there's so many locations across the world. So Every workout that we have scheduled for that day, it's it's a it's always pre-scheduled. Like we don't make them ourselves or anything. It's like okay. the F45 as a whole has like these specific calendar dates and they have a, the workouts that are going to be in each month. And that workout and those moves are the exact same for every single F45 in the world. So wow. like the one, so for example, today's Athletica, which is a cardio class. So that workout with those moves and everything is the exact same in every single F45 in the world right now 
like it's super cool cool. yeah so it's kind of cool to like be able to like see like celebrities and stuff that you follow like doing the workouts that you just did it's really really cool to see that but basically what it is again like it's it's like a hit circuit workout you have two trainers on the floor always so it's like a group fitness class Okay. You usually put in like stations. So you have like one or two or three people in one station. There'll be like, for example, like 18 stations across the room. So you'll, you'll, we have screens at the front of the room and each station. So number one, two, three, whatever has yeah. like an exercise shown on the screen. So, you know, to be doing that exercise when you get to like station four. And then there's like a timer at the top of the screen that shows like, you know, your working time and then the resting time. So you kind of follow the screen through the whole thing. And then again, so you have two trainers on the floor the whole time to overlook all of the members and to really fix form and motivate them and push them. That's the biggest thing. A lot of people come to F45 because they don't really have the motivation in them to themselves to, you know, go heavier, do a couple more reps, you know, like really push it to the end. So what we do is we really try and do that for our members so that they don't need to go to like a regular gym and just try really hard to like push themselves because, you know, they're going to end up half-assing it halfway through the workout and really getting exhausted and making excuses. So they want to come to F45 to really get that guidance from our trainers to is going to not only like fix their form and overlook it and make sure that they don't get hurt, but really push them to like get that extra rep in, go a little bit heavier on the next round, next set, you know, and, and just be like a part of the family. Like it's a really, really cool community. I've become so close with so many people and members and, and staff there. And I just find that that's the case for every F45 that I've always visited. People are so close. People have so much fun. It is such a community base type environment that it's just you always you leave happy it's it's not just a workout it's like a social time it's it's really fun I don't know it's a really good it's a really fun job it looks really cool I've I've been watching you do it for has it been like over a year now that you've been been just over a year yeah October was my year anniversary so about a year and a bit yeah I always watch and I'm like oh that looks so cool but and, and maybe you can kind of clarify for me I've always been a little bit intimidated to go into an F45 because I'm like these look like people that are you know really seasoned when it comes to working out uh but do you find it can be just a range of people if you're saying that it's kind of the motivation aspect so people that aren't really big into fitness that are trying to get into it do they join yeah absolutely we have a lot of beginners and we also have a lot of like post-pregnancy people come in, people that just finished like an injury, people that have never touched a weight in their entire life. Like, and then we also have people that have been working out for years that will come there. We, F45 tries to cater all the moves that we have in every workout. We try to cater to, you know, people that are well advanced in their fitness uh, journey and also people that are brand new because we have the trainers there to guide them and help them with form. It allows them to come in and learn everything on the spot with us. So it's really, really cool. And also like, we're always more than welcome to like, we want people to like feel comfortable with modifying anything that they might not feel comfortable doing. And if they have any injuries, you know, like really modifying certain things that will avoid that, you know, so we're always open to that as well. And that's something that we always say at the beginning of the workout, like if you have any injuries or modifications that you would like to make, like, that's absolutely fine. Let us know. Like, you know, some people want to jump rope instead of like jump over a hurdle, you know, I'm like, I'll hand them a rope. Like, you know, so we, we try to be as flexible as we can because not everyone is at the same fitness level as, you know, everyone. So 
That's yeah. so cool. Maybe I'll have to try an F45 class this year. Maybe I'll make that a goal. <laughs> Anytime. Come to mine. We'll do it. I'll do it with you. We'll do it together. That would be so be cool. Fun. You would love it, honestly. So you talked about motivation and that was actually one of my last questions that I wanted to ask you is how, how do you stay motivated to work out every day if you're not necessarily uh, teaching a class that day or do you teach every day? I don't teach every day. I, I'm actually off till Wednesday. So that's really nice. But I don't, I'm not motivated every day. And that's the thing. Sometimes you're not going to be motivated every day. You just have to have the self-discipline to just go and do it. That was my problem at the beginning. It took me probably five or six actual tries to consistently start going to the gym. Yeah. Like you have to, I hated my life. I literally sat on the couch and I was like, I do not want to do this right now. Like I could just sit and watch TV. Like, why do I want to do this? But I was like, no, this is something that I want to get into. So I'm going to do it. And eventually it just became part of my routine and it felt weird not doing it. Like it really, really became a huge part of my life where it was, it was like, it's like brushing your teeth every day. Like you don't just like not do it one day. I don't know. It's just like something that again, it is a lifestyle. It's something that I have read over and over and over again. And it's absolutely true. It's just something you do every day. It shouldn't have to feel like this chore. It's a self-discipline. You're never going to be motivated every day. The people that have are so advanced in their fitness career is because of self-discipline, not motivation. Motivation has nothing to do with it. So you true. know, if you if if you were motivated every day, sure, that's no problem. But the, the life gets in the way, you know. Yeah. No, and I really like that. I, I like that answer. It, it's so it's so true. Is motivation isn't going to be there every single day. And and for me, I've struggled. Like I used to be. I mean, pre my boyfriend, we've been together for almost eight years now. But oh pre my, my boyfriend. I was, I was really into fitness. I was working out at world gym in Barry, like consistently, I was there six days a week. Like it was something that became so normal. And then I kind of fell off the wagon and I always have struggled kind of getting back in. I'll do it for a bit. And then I won't. And for me, kind of how I changed that in 2022 is I listened to a lot of podcasts and one of them is, oh my goodness, I'm going to forget it. It's like a med, not a meditation, but it's a motivation type of podcast. And one of the things that the guy said on it is you have to change your way of thinking. So instead of constantly thinking, I have to work out, it should be, I can work out. And that in itself, that small, just kind of thought process change really pushed me because the way that he put it into perspective is you should be grateful if you have the opportunity to work out because there's some people that physically are unable to, right? So the fact that you're able to, it should be a can, not a have to. And that for me really changed. And, and, And it's so small, but like, it really just made me realize those days that I'm not feeling like I want to work out. I'm like, I don't want to, but I'm like, but I can. So I should like, even yesterday, I'm like, Oh, 2023. I'm like, yes, I got to start off strong. And then honestly, from having a couple of drinks on new year's Eve, I did not have any motivation yesterday. And when I podcast, I went out for dinner. And then by the time I got home with my boyfriend, it was 8 30 and I'm like no Stephen we said that in 2023 we're gonna at least do some sort of movement every single day it doesn't have yeah. to be a massive crazy workout just something yeah. 
So we did abs. We, I have yoga mats. So I just set up yoga mats in my uh, apartment instead of going down to the gym and just did a nice ab circuit. And I actually felt so good after. And I'm like, yes, see, I'm glad I did it. It's It's true. You never regret a workout. That's the thing you have to think about when you're going into it. You want to think about how you're going to feel at the end. Cause you know, you're going to feel good. You know, you're going to feel better. Like even when I'm like super hungover, if I just push myself to go to like an F45 workout or the gym, I 100% feel so much better after, even though I'm dying on the way there. (laughs) I know for a fact, because I've done it now a couple of times that I know that I'm going to feel better and have more energy when I'm finished. And you're probably sweating out all the toxins and stuff too, right? So then you're probably way better after. (laughs) Yes. And I feel like the less you move when you're like hungover, the worse you feel like, I know when I like have a nap and I wake up, oh my God, it's even worse. (laughs) So it's it's better to just, you know, and you don't have to do anything crazy. Just go outside for a walk. Like I love going for walks. That's one thing I did a lot in the pandemic. I walked every day for a couple hours. Like my boyfriend at the time would work at like one of the hospitals at university. I would walk like a 45 minute walk to go bring him a tea and a walk back just because it was like, I wanted to get my steps in and you know, it was nice out and there was nothing else to do. Like the gyms weren't open. Right. So small things like that, especially if you live downtown, it's beautiful to just go in the water. There's so many places you can walk and it also helps if you have a pet. I mean, that's why I got Daisy. Because I was like, why am I going on all these walks by myself? I should have a dog. Yeah, I know that. That's so true. I feel like I need to get a dog. That's what somebody told me living here. They're like, it's a rite of passage to live downtown. You need a dog. And we don't have one yet, but, but maybe one day, but my boyfriend is always restless. He's like, pacing back and forth in the apartment so we always joke and I tell him that I'm gonna walk him yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) we'll go for a walk which I you know where we both live I him and I a couple times actually walked from our apartment to the Eaton Center wow yeah that's good I've done that a couple times but only in the summer it's quite about it's quite a walk yeah yeah it is and then you know if you get a little tired on the way back grab grab a ttc you know a little bit and then keep walking but we actually did that quite a few times we did that in i think october at one point too is a little bit colder but it's good just having that movement getting that fresh air like so important it is it It very it really is especially like natural light as well like getting any like sunlight as well is so important to your mental health So now we're going to do a shift and we're going to talk about the fact that you have sort of developed your own brand, you influence. So first and foremost, I wanted to just ask how you would describe like your personal brand. My brand is of course fitness for the most part, but I've tried to navigate it more towards of a like more of a balance like what we talked about earlier with me having a lot of things going on but still making time for like fitness yeah so a lot of it is definitely catered towards people that have a really hard time balancing or finding time to work out when they have like a dog and a job and like a busy life like a go 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 schedule so I try and just really put out there that it, it is possible and and really just try and motivate people that like, it's okay to like, 
you know, have balance. Like you don't have to go crazy hard all the time. Like rest is also very important. And like, you don't need to like be doing competitions if you want to be into fitness. Like it could just be a lifestyle. It could just be something you do every day. You don't have to have like these crazy fitness goals of, oh, I'm going to get a six pack, I'm going to drop 50 pounds. You just move every day because you enjoy it. And you just like, like, that's kind of what I like to see my brand as. Yeah. And I actually just want to mention to something that I really enjoyed seeing from you just before the holidays was just the fact that you had sent a quick little message saying like, guys, enjoy the holidays. Like don't focus so much on eating because it's something that I feel like, again, you know, people that are super into fitness, sometimes like you've had issues where you're just so strict with your diet and myself, I've had those issues and so many people and just hearing you say that was like, wow, you know what? I I didn't really think about that, but I'm definitely going to take that advice. So it was really nice. And and I like how you're, I, I don't know if that's something that you're doing more of coming into 2023, but kind of putting in your own personal experiences and saying, Hey, like, you know, I may appear like I'm working out like crazy and I am, but I also am balancing, like I'm still enjoying food and still going out and doing things and not kind of living in like a box. So for me personally, it was really nice seeing that. I'm like, yes, thanks girl. I needed that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There was, I just spent too many Christmases and like holidays, like fixating on the food that was around me that I knew that I couldn't eat or if I could eat it it was like a last minute or a last dinner mentality yeah where you wanted to eat all of it and it like it just like robs you of like actually being present with your family like it robs you of like precious moments that you want to share with those people you know because you're too busy focusing on you know okay, I just ate all this food, like, oh my god, like, I just, like, what, am I gonna gain a bunch of weight, like, what am I gonna do tomorrow, like, should I work out tomorrow, like, oh, I can't eat any more of this, or, like, I shouldn't eat that, or, like, you know, so that's something that I struggled with, and I know that when you're in, like, the peak of fitness, and you're really trying to, like, have a goal of, like, losing weight, and, you know, getting fit, a lot of people will avoid foods, even around the holidays, and I just, yeah. there's no need for it, I just, I don't, for me, I just, I don't support restricting yourself in any way. Yeah. Especially on holidays. Yeah. I love that. And I just had to mention that because like that was really just really good to hear. And and I did. I got a lot of positive feedback from that. So I'm happy that I posted it. Yeah, me too. And I'm, I'm not surprised that you got positive feedback on that. So we'll switch it into when and kind of how did you know that you wanted to do things with social media? I know that you and I are, are not too far off in age. So we grew up as social media has kind of grown. So yeah. when, when did you kind of know that you wanted to integrate what you're doing, whether it's with fitness or your everyday into social media more? It wasn't something that I planned on doing, it just kind of started happening. And then I, I took advantage of it and started making it something. So it started when I first started working out and I would start posting like transformation photos. And there was a couple, like I would like go to like Plato's Closet and like get all of my fitness brands and stuff there. Cause I was yep. like, I was young. I mean, I was still in school, I think at that point. So like I couldn't go to like Lululemon and buy like new leggings and stuff like that. So I would yep. go to Plato's. And one of the brands that I picked up was Jet North. I didn't know what that was at the time, what brand that was. They were brand new pretty much also. So I was wearing one of their bras, I think, and I had tagged them in a photo. Yeah. And this is the first time I ever had our company reach out to me to work together. 
Wow. And I just like never knew that that was something that people did. It was so new to me. It was, I guess, yeah, it would have been 2017. It was very new into my fitness journey. So this is when fitness started to become more and more on Instagram and social media. And so they asked me to do like a photo shoot. And, you know, with that photo shoot, I got paid for it. And also got like products and stuff like that. And I really was able to network as well. And from then on, obviously, Jed North had posted like those photos, which yep. got me more got me noticed within more of companies in the fitness industry. So then, uh, you know, Liquid Muscle. Okay, wow. Started reaching out to me. And then I ended up working for them a couple times. I did like the booth at the pro show for a couple of years with them. And it just kind of went from there. And there was obviously a couple smaller brands within that during the journey. But so I just kind of really enjoyed being able to get some get more out of it than just posting a photo. Like I, I actually right. got to like get paid for it. And I got free products. And I got to like go to like this place to do a photo shoot. And like, it was something that I really, really enjoyed. And I wanted to do more of it. So I was like, okay, like, how can I how can I continue this? So then a couple years later, I started then like reaching out to companies on my own. Okay. And asking if we can work together and, you know, getting some insight as well from other influencers on how they do that and how they grow their social media. And the last, probably within the last year and a half is really when I've started to hone in on everything. Yep. It was just something that kind of came up and I was doing as a hobby. This is something now that I want to like really focus on. And that's what I've been doing. And it's been, it's been really going well. So I'm hoping that it continues. It's really cool. And when I think of like one of the first couple people that started doing social media things and influencing, you are like the number one person. Like I'm pretty sure prior to you doing stuff with Jed North, I didn't really have anybody that I knew, like, you know, we went to high school together, random, obviously people online, but you were probably one of the first people that I saw. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Like, how is she doing that? And, you know, I reached out to you like years ago being like, is this a good deal where somebody's like, I'll give you 20% off. And you're like, no, <laughs> no, no, not at all. And now I'm trying to also like up my standards as well, where like, I don't want to just get free stuff. Like I want to get paid to post your product. Yeah. Cause I know that like, I have the follows, I have the engagement to do it. I just always had a hard time not like negotiating. Right. I would just take whatever that they would offer that I thought was good. And then I would never, you know, push for more. Yeah. And that was my mistake. And I, and I think that I'm, I'm learning that now more and more this year that I know my worth on my platform and I know what I could get from companies. Yep. And I, I had created like a spreadsheet and everything that I send to them now to show quotes and different campaign ideas and projects that we could do together and different wow. price ranges. So that's something that I definitely am focused on this year is to try and get more passive income than just free service. And how did you kind of learn all of those things? Like the campaigns, was it like other influencers that you connected with? Or have you just done a lot of your own research to kind of figure that stuff out? I did a little bit of research, but I definitely, I, I asked a lot of people. So the gym that I go to in Toronto, LTA Active, I have been blessed with like meeting so many different influencers. I've become close with like a couple of the Gymshark athletes who go there and have really picked their brains as much as I can with how they work with their brands and what I can do with mine and, you know, feasible quotes that I can give companies that they will accept. I've just, I've, I've had a lot of opportunity to network with these people that have been through it already. And also talking to brands as well, who I'm close with, 
like what they pay their influencers okay. and like what they get out of it and stuff like that. So I've, I've been on both sides. I've tried to do some research on both, both ends. So on the influencing side and the company side, like I'm really just trying to hone in on what I can get with my platform personally. So yeah. Yeah. And then just That's created true. it from there. A lot of, you know, a lot of it's like fake it till you make it. So like, you know, some of the numbers that I put on there are something that I just think I could get. Nothing that's like set in stone. Like this is like proof of that. This is like what you're going to get out of it, whatever. So it's, it's just, you just got to do it. You just have to start doing it. That's the thing. If you just wait to the right time, it's not going to happen. And believing in yourself too, for sure. Like knowing that you can make these things happen. Yes. Get out of your own way. Don't stop doubting yourself. Yeah. I I think that's so cool. And I wanted to know what, what are your favorite brands that you've had the opportunity so far to collaborate with? So my top three most, well, actually look, Hey, look lab isn't the most recent. I've actually been with them for over a year now. Look lab is like a cosmetic company and like clinic just on Bathurst. And so I actually, when I lived right across from stack market, I was when I had a bachelor for about a year, I was walking past it and I saw that they were opening and they hadn't opened yet. And so I looked on their Instagram and I saw that they were brand new and they hadn't even started yet. So I took it upon myself to reach out to them and I said, hey, you know, I noticed that you are opening a new clinic for your company. I wanted to know if you needed any help with it because I'm an influencer. I live literally across from you. I have a lot of Toronto brands and people that I talk to that would definitely benefit with like your company and also f45 is a huge one too like i know so many women there that they would you know i could just help them out yeah so we ended up drawing up like a big contract with lawyers and everything and i've been with them yep so i have like an influencing contract with them for over a year now Cecile, who owns it, is absolutely amazing she's such an amazing person to work for i've had the best experience with working with them it's just it's great it's such a it's such that one is my absolute 10 out of 10 like favorite partnership that I have with them it's so funny because I wouldn't have even known what look lab was if it wasn't for you when I first moved here and was going on a walk walked past it and I was like oh hey like so my boyfriend I'm like oh hey there's a girl that I know that she works with them so you know obviously what you've done in the time that you've been working with them has at least impacted in my brain I'm like oh I associate that brand with you so that's very cool is there any other brands that you're you know really happy that you've had the opportunity to collab with Yes. A couple more. So other ship is another big one. That is a place just on brand. It's brand. It's right across from impact kitchen in King West area. It is like a sauna and ice bath place. So it's, it's very, very Zen. It's such a cool experience. It's there's guided classes as well. So you can go into like a guided meditation breathwork class, or you can do a free flow. But basically what it is, is you walk in and there's like a good little seating area it's dark. It's quiet. It smells amazing. They do like, what are those? I always forget the name of these, the essential oils. Oh, it yes. always, I don't know why I can't think of the name of it. <laughs> so they, they have essential oils like all through the building. It smells amazing. So you go in, there's a little seating area with a fireplace. They have a little counter where you can make tea. And oh, then they have a really big sauna and they have the rocks as always, like you have on the sauna and they will put those essential oils in a snowball. Oh. And they actually smash it like on the rocks and 
the they do one like every couple like every 20 minutes or so and the whole sauna smells absolutely amazing every single one means something different there's a big speaker in the sauna as well and they just do like really soft like chill music and then in the other room they have the ice baths which is like the coolest part yeah so they have like filled with like ice and water like freezing cold water you try to do like 20 minutes of the sauna and then you come in and you do you could do more but like two minutes is like ideal to do like the ice dunk so you just go in and then you like try to get like everything under some people go like all under which I don't understand I can't do that I could (laughs) I don't want to brain freeze for like an entire week so (laughs) so that's another big one that I have as well so I I ended up that one was they reached out to me for that I ended up posting a reel of just like a Saturday that I had and that was one of the places I went that morning so I I, you know I documented it and I put it in the reel and they reached out to me and they asked if I wanted to like work with them and be a co-pilot which means like they're like an influencer yeah so we'll do a lot of influencing events like socials with them as well so that's a really really cool one that's a very wholesome like health and wellness brand that I have that I absolutely love and then the most recent one, which is one that I really want to get into more of this year. So this is another kind of New Year's resolution for regarding my platform is a restaurant called Marked. So that is, it's just on, I forget where, you know where the, I should know these off by heart, but I don't. You know where the Michaels is? Is that craft over, store? Yeah. Is that over by the, oh no, I'm like thinking Scotia of Bank the mall farm. Stuff. I think it's near the Scotiabank like theater, I want to say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a beautiful like restaurant and it is they do brunch as well so they reached out to me and asked if I wanted to do come do like a brunch there so I did and and just to like do a reel instead so I brought like five of my girlfriends it was unlimited champagne unlimited food all like taken care of just to like you know like literally do what I would have done even if I was there like paying for it yep. like post the food like really make a reel about it, having a good time with my friends, get dressed up. So that was one big one that I did as well. So uh, there's been a couple like restaurants that I've gone to for social media, yep. which has been really cool because I'm a huge foodie. <laughs> so now I now that I did the one at Marked, they asked me to do one for their sister company, which is Coffee Oysters. Uh, so Coffee Oyster Champagne. That's oh. their sister company, which is like a speakeasy. That's on King Street. I think it's just on the other side of Spadina, though. So it's on like just the other side, which is like dead zone for me. I don't ever go over there. Yeah. So I've been there, though. It's cool. So that's another one now that we're going to start working together on. So that is my third favorite one because the food was, oh, my God, phenomenal. Like yeah. 10 out of 10, the best brunch I've ever had. And, you know, when you like go to like bottomless mimosa brunches, like uh, they'll yep. literally give you one and then they disappear for 40 minutes. Yep. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, like I, how am I going to like get a buzz on if like I have a drink every 40 minutes? Yeah. So when I was there, they give you the bottle of champagne and oh then they God. just give you all like the fruits that you want inside to like wow. pour and make yourself. And I would literally take one sip of like my mimosa and the girl would come over and pour, like fill it up, like pour more. And I was like, <laughs> best service and the best food and the vibe was sick there was a dj it's beautiful the bathrooms were amazing it was oh it was great so that was amazing that was such a fun time so i'm gonna try and do that again like when i'm back from cuba next week yeah and then try and do the coffee and oyster place and then back to mark and do another brunch so yeah 
That's so cool. Yeah. I think I remember seeing that reel that you posted and I was like, I don't know where that is, but that looks so good. It was so good. And that was like half the food. Like I wish I posted more. It was unlimited food. We were ordering food for like hours. Wow. Yeah. I would great. probably just drank everything and ate everything for I did. as long as I could. <laughs> it was great. It was so fun. Yeah. I definitely recommend going there. I want to go there for dinner. They, they have an amazing dinner menu as well. And if it's anything like the brunch, I know I'm going to love the dinner. So definitely want to go there. Yeah, you have to do that and then post about it so I can, you know, salivate, watch it <laughs> and Absolutely. then want to go. So you kind of took one of the questions that I was going to ask, which is if you've had opportunities to work with food brands, because you said you are such a foodie. Now, I wanted to ask about, is it Corda, the delivery service? Yeah, tell Mm -hmm. me about that, because I know you just started doing that this year as well, right? Yes, I did. So it's so funny. I, this is another one that I actually reached out to. I was checking the mail in my condo and I saw a flyer for them and I was reading and I was like, oh my God, this is such a cool like meal service. Like again, because I'm so happy not to be like restricting myself and like dieting and weighing my food out. A lot of the meal prep companies that you see in Toronto is like macro based. It's all very healthy, wholesome food, which is amazing. That's a, that's great. But like, sometimes I just want some like really good comfort food as a meal prep company, you know, and I'm a huge like Italian. So I saw their flyer and I decided to find them on Instagram and reach out instead to see if we could work together instead of me just buying it because I was going to just like buy the package and they were like absolutely like yeah what's your address like we will send you some stuff some stuff there was (laughs) so much stuff they I've never gotten so much product from a company in my life like I still have stuff (laughs) wow that's so cool you got pizzas right I did so I got a margarita pizza and then I got like a pepperoni I believe those were amazing. Those were, I think there was a pasta that was amazing, but the pizzas, oh no, it was okay. There was a, a margarita pizza that was really good, but then there was one with like prosciutto on it. Uh-huh. Oh my God. And like hot Genoa. Yep. That was the best one. It oh, was yum. so, so good. So they gave me that. And then they gave me like four different desserts, like all very Italian. Like there was like a mousse, there was a ricotta, yep. um, like a cheesecake, something like, oh, uh, and the tiramisu. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really good. And then they gave me four or five different pastas with like sauces so they gave me like two pucks of like a red sauce and then a puck of like a white buttery sauce um and then I got a a bolognese I got a risotto which I still that's the one I have left I have a mushroom risotto I haven't made yet oh my god (laughs) um there was um another one too there's a couple different there a couple it was quite a while ago now I feel like when I made them um but they were all so good oh yeah there was um uh, a ravioli as well that they had uh, that was filled with stuff oh my god that was so good um definitely. so yeah <laughs> their food was amazing uh so I definitely recommend like ordering from there that's, it's, that's so and it was cool. all it was all um I, like all handmade from like and prepped with by like an Italian chef oh wow they, yeah so it's it was like real good noodles dough everything was like very 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 good the quality was amazing I, which I was surprised so yeah yeah with a meal kit delivery service you don't really always know what you're gonna get but I saw yeah. your posts and I'm like okay that makes me want to order this right now it looks it really was, really good I 100% recommend it yeah yeah we, I have a little discount coupon as well if you do end up ordering it let me know okay. I will, uh, I'll get that to you okay awesome yeah I'll definitely say uh yes to that for sure So 
what is like one of your favorite things about being an influencer? Um, I think it's just the opportunities that I've, I've been able to have, um, obviously meeting some really cool people through, throughout it has been awesome. And just being able to do a lot of different experiences, like that's definitely on my list for an influencer, but just being able to try different restaurants and try different types of photo shoots, different brands to work with. Like, you know, it's so different shooting, you know, I love modeling. It's not something that I, I want to have a career with. I don't, I did at one point, but at this point, I really like what I'm doing now. Yep. It's, it's allowed me to gain skills with modeling, with, you know, modeling with a sunglass company versus modeling for a fitness company, modeling for a lingerie company. Like those are all completely different types of, of modeling that you have to do. Yep. So that's, I've been able to learn a lot of skills through that as well. And yeah, a a big thing is just networking. It's been so cool to be able to meet the people that I have. A lot of friends that I have, I wouldn't have if it wasn't for social media and influencing. And it's really cool. Yeah, it sounds like you've had a lot of really good opportunities with that. I didn't realize that some of the photo shoots that you did, that was just like stuff that you were doing for influencing. I thought that some Mm -hmm. of them were just like you wanted to do it. So you said a lingerie shoot. I know you've done fitness stuff like for brands. Mm -hmm. Have you done any other sort of brand or collaborations with photographers? Yes, there was one that I would work with a lot, actually, who I met through my modeling agency a couple of years back. We would just do like every month for a little while, we would do kind of just our own photo shoot where we would create our own looks and our own vibe and environment for those shoots. So that has allowed me to be very flexible with like learning how to, how to do those. Has it kind of given you insight as well on like how to take some photos and videos for yourself? Like when you're actually doing your own content? I've learned a lot to do my own content through not more through the people that I've connected with through Altia, honestly, doing my own research with that for, for taking photos. I haven't really learned a lot of anything different than what I do already do, but for editing wise, that's kind of where I've learned a lot to like change the lighting and, you know, like having presets to have like a, aesthetically pleasing photo so editing definitely is coming handy and then editing videos as well that's a huge thing that I've definitely started to try and develop more of trying to learn like the cool tricks of like you know transitions and stuff like that because I see so much of that and I know how much recognition that gets so that's something that I am trying to learn as well are you on TikTok? I think it's so fun yes Okay, so are you doing stuff like transitions that you're seeing from TikTok? I, I, you know, and I did a lot. I, I get, I, I gotta do more TikTok. I, my TikTok is, I mean, I have like twelve thousand followers on TikTok. It's not like a, like I'm, it's completely dead. But I don't get as much traction as I do on Instagram. But I know for a fact that a lot of people say like it's usually just a one random TikTok that goes viral. Like you never know what's gonna hit and what won't. You just, you never know what people are gonna like and what they won't like that day. So it's something that I just need to like be consistent with. That's, that's something that I need to work on. It's, it's so true. Cause I feel like the algorithm for like Instagram, if you can figure it out, like what works for your niche, then like you can go viral on like so many things, but TikTok is so, so, so random. I've 
I'm on yeah. TikTok, not so much for my podcast. I was kind of doing it a little bit last year. I know I want to do it more 2023, but I was doing stuff for makeup and I have like maybe two or three that have just randomly gone viral. And the one was like me doing my eyeshadow with a spoon. And then another one was like a blending one. And it, it's crazy. It's just so random. Like what ends up going yeah. viral, you never really know. And, and I find yeah. that the demographic on TikTok is a lot different than on Instagram. Like I've talked to a couple people that do influencing as well, more so for makeup and like people on TikTok are way nicer. And then on Instagram, you get like crazy hate for like nothing. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. One of my girlfriends, Victoria, she is a makeup artist. She works with Allure. So she does. Yeah. She was uh, with me at F45 for a bit. She's one of my good friends, but she, she does a lot of TikTok makeup stuff, but I haven't, I haven't asked her if she gets a lot of hate for it. Cause I know that she has quite a following on it. I think she's about 30 K, but wow. that's one thing that I definitely like worry about if I you know like eventually I get more and more traction to like my platform and I have more strangers looking at my stuff I definitely worry about how I would handle getting mean comments and hate because like even you know like on the odd time I'll get like a really mean dm and sometimes it sticks with me and I think that that's something that like you can't put you can't take personally especially if you're like in the public eye Yeah, definitely. You know what I always say is hurt people hurt people. So never take it personally, because somebody's going through it, and they're just actively looking to hurt somebody. It might not even have to do with you. Yeah, nothing to do with you. It's always some it's always a projection of some sort like they're not happy with themselves. They're not happy with their life. And that's why like, I would never in my life, like, make a fake account, just to like, call someone out and be mean. Like, I just don't understand like what what energy has been like so much energy has been wasted on that that you could have put into anything else to benefit your life I know it it is so crazy some people just spend way too much time investing in things that it's like yeah Yeah. you could be doing so much more great things for yourself than just hating for no reason behind a screen absolutely it's so true (laughs) it's gotten bad it has, it has, and hopefully it, it gets better, but I feel like it, it probably won't as social media continues to flourish. Yeah. It's just going to go. It is. It's just way. more of an opportunity for people to hide behind keyboards and take out their anger of their own personal issues on other people. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I wanted to kind of know if you have a typical range, how long does it on average take for you to put out content? Like if you were to maybe put a reel out or even just like a post between any editing and everything that goes into it is is there a specific time that it usually takes like a couple hours a day yeah it would it would take it really doesn't take me long to do them i'll try to use lately for the reels on instagram i've been using a lot of templates that i've been seeing so that's obviously a really really good hack so that doesn't take me long if I have an idea of what I know I want to do with that template. If it's something that I'm doing from scratch, it'll probably take me a good couple hours, if not like maybe a day or two working on it. But I'm still like, so I use CapCut. Okay. That's what I use, which is very, very like beginner friendly. It's very easy to use. So once I got the hang of that, it, it would take me like a couple hours to like make a reel. But I, I think I've never used they that. have to be, yeah, it's, that's what everyone uses. Use, use that for sure. Cap, it's free. So, okay. That's good to yeah. know. I use Canva for like doing my posts and stuff, but yeah. I haven't really yeah. figured out a niche for like 
what I want to use. I, I use another video platform. I pay for both like Canva and yeah. another thing, but I haven't figured out something that I'm completely set on. So a lot of the influencers that I was talking to, like the Gymshark athletes, they yep. use CapCut if they're just editing it on their phone, but if yep. they're going to be doing it on their computer, they use Canva. Canva. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's, yeah. that's what I do. I do Canva on my phone and on my computer, but I yeah. should look into CapCut though. That's yeah. Really CapCut cool. is very user-friendly if you're going to be on your phone. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. All right. Well, I will ask one more question just in fitness and then we'll kind of touch a little bit into relationships. So if there was one thing that you could change about social media, what would it be? The pressure of the female body image. <laughs> I love that. That's so good. Yeah. I know. I feel like there's, it's just so skewed. Like I, I follow a couple pretty big influencers that their goal is to debunk what people are posting versus like what the reality of it is like. Yeah. And, and I never realized even like, there's this one lady, she's so funny. She's pregnant. And like, she was doing stuff prior to her being pregnant, but she's pregnant and she's showing how quickly you can completely edit out her pregnant belly and just make her look like yeah. she's, you know, so thin. And it really puts into perspective, like how, what you see on social media isn't always factual like it's it's yeah. not always what it seems to be and you know like influencers but even people like me like we all kind of curate some of the stuff that we post but it's crazy to see how much people do sometimes like it's true I wish that there was a way to like have a blocker on Instagram or whatever platform you're using where it like won't allow you to upload a photo if it was saved from a third party app, AKA an editing app, right? Yep. That would be, that would save a lot of young girls' mental health. If there was a way that wouldn't allow you to post something that you had edited because it yep. came from like a third party app, that way you only can post the raw footage, the raw photo, which yep. I mean, I get, I know a lot of people want to edit their waist, whatever. Like I, I understand the pressure and stuff, but it's so bad for your mental health, even for your own mental health. Yeah. Well, like, like seeing in your... the comparison between your edited photo and your not edited photo, yeah. you immediately start thinking you're entirely, your body's entirely different than what it actually looks like. Yeah. And I was just about to say that you stole the words right out of my mouth where like, if you're somebody that constantly is editing their body in photos and posting that, that's great because that's what everybody on social media sees, but that's not what you're seeing when you're looking at yourself and that's going to skew your view of yourself. Like it's kind of out of control, but in the fact that you're saying like an app that, you know, can change what you're allowed to post. Have you heard of be real at all? Yes, I've heard of it, but I haven't done it. Is I, it. Have you used it? No, I haven't used it, but I have a couple of friends that have started using it. And I don't know the whole premise of how it works, but from what I've gathered, it is kind of an app that's like that, where it doesn't allow you to post something from your photo album. Mm. It like, will it's make just your camera. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. From your camera. And I think, yeah, you have I think to it's post... the front and the back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have to post like, to be able to see other people's content because I don't know how much you're on TikTok, but TikTok is kind of shifted. They just started where, doing it as well. Yeah. I saw that. I haven't yeah, done Not having either. So it's interesting that you're saying that because obviously you're not the only one that thinks that or feels that. So they're starting to gear that whether Instagram will follow suit at some point, who knows, uh, but it would be a really 
like different shift in social media if that was the case like it, it, it would, would be better it used to be yeah it used to be really really raw and really fun and real yep uh you know when it first came out and then it just started spiraling and things yeah. just started the standards started getting higher and higher and higher yeah and I think that's a problem yeah I agree I couldn't imagine being a young girl in like high school during all of this time of social media it would be Honestly, brutal <laughs> it would be devastating it would be so hard on your mental health oh my god I can't imagine it I cannot imagine yeah for sure yeah. Okay. So relationships. So kind of touching a little bit on being an influencer. I just wanted to know, while you've been an influencer, have you ever felt that it's affected your relationships? Like whether that's with partners or with friendships? Yes, definitely. I've definitely seen it. It's been affected by relationships for sure. Whether like a lot of it's like me maybe not wanting to post like my significant other on my actual timeline because I know that like 80% of my audience is men. Yeah. And I know that like that isn't the most valuable thing to be posting if I want to grow my social media. Yep. And it's nothing that I, you know, I'm not trying to hide anything. I can post on my story, whatever. But it's definitely something that was almost coming between me and like my last relationship a little bit where like he wanted me to like make a highlight of like us and I just was like I just wasn't ready for that and I didn't want to do that yeah. and I just didn't find it like valuable for my brand especially because I was really trying to ramp it up at that point yeah as well as just the the sometimes like some of the influencers that I meet social media sometimes you know that can come in between like you and your partner you, you know they're like also into fitness and they're like a good looking guy you know yeah you want to work together you want to film together but that could get in the way like it, it, it could be intimidating for your partner to like hang hey, in gonna go like film a workout with a super hot jacked <laughs> guy who has like a million followers like yeah, but it's strictly business, you know, but it's, it's, it can be definitely really, really hard. I think I would have a really hard time. Like if I was dating like a really big influential, like fitness guy, I, I, I mean, every something it's on me, like it's something I would have to work on my insecurities, but yeah, uh, it definitely can get in between. It, I, it can. I feel like you dating somebody though that would be like and this is just my outside opinion you dating somebody that would be influential maybe might not affect you in the way that you think because they would probably understand more about like what you do and how you have to run your life because unfortunately from what I've even done for my stuff for podcasting is you're constantly thinking like of just different ways that you can create content. Like that's yeah. just always. And, and maybe sometimes you're, you're living in the moment, but you're also thinking about how it can benefit your brand, your business. And if exactly. somebody's not involved in that, they're not, they're not going to understand. And even like the highlight reel, like I completely understand because why, why do you need to post a highlight reel of your partner when you're living in the moment with them, you know, that they're their, your, your partner, yeah. you don't need yeah. to show it off. And I make jokes all the time with my boyfriend, like, yeah, we've been together for eight years, but I stopped posting him on my social media because it always brings my follower count down. Yeah. People don't want to see that. You, like I have a boyfriend, they don't care. Every time I post a picture of him and I, 
I get like maybe 20 likes. If I post a picture of me or my podcast or anything like that, I'll get like a hundred. And I'm like, yeah, me too. It's <laughs> true. It's true. Yeah. It, you have to like really cater to like your audience with, with the things that you post. And like, that's something that does not benefit me. I'm sorry. Yeah. And like, I will, I, it's nothing to do with the person. It's nothing to do with the relationship. It's just the fact that I want to make sure that I have the best content coming out for my platform because that's just a goal of mine. Yeah. And especially if you're, you know, gaining monetary value from your platform too, it's really like not your Instagram to flaunt your relationship. It's your, it's your business. Like it's you being an entrepreneur. It's you running your own business. Yes. Because it's Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. It may appear like, oh, she's just posting for social media, but no, you're posting to generate revenue for yourself. It is your business. So it needs to be kind of viewed more like that. And, and if you're running a business, you're not going to do things that are going to negatively affect that. Exactly. And it's like, there's no like bring your boyfriend to work it's like you got to treat it as a job like you can't come with me all the time you know like I I, it's just something that I have to do yeah and and it's not like you weren't posting them at all ever exactly exactly so yeah so it depends on the partner as well like yeah you are lucky that you have such a supportive partner who understands that yeah um because it can be very hard Definitely. I mean, I think it benefits in the fact that like when we first started dating, I wasn't doing things for social media so much in a business aspect. It was just for fun. So he grew with my Instagram and then I just archived everything. (laughs) So they're still there. They still exist. They're just not visible. (laughs) Exactly. I know I do the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) You have to, you got to do what you got to do. Right. Uh, So describe a fun date that would only cost $20. Ooh. Okay. I would say taking Daisy with me, obviously. Yep. <laughs> That's part of my fun date. I would say going to, going for a little walk through, I would say music garden. We're going to say like downtown Toronto. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Usually they have some music or stacked market walking through there, looking at the little shops or Kensington, actually. Let's go with that. So we'll say Kensington market. So walking over to Kensington market, doing some thrift shop, just looking around like window shopping. Yep. And then I would say grabbing burgers from, there's a new place called Ugly Delicious in Kensington. Ooh. It's like Wagyu right. beef. I don't know. It's not so like grabbing a burger and like a pop. Ah, I think I it's like that. 20 bucks maybe. Yeah. Hey, and then no, walking back and then coming home and smoking weed and watching movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And eating snacks. <laughs> but it can be it homemade like snacks, a- so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like an awesome, awesome date. So yeah, it's, it's always it always has it's always has to be involved with like some type of activity or exercise with like yep. food. And I'm happy. <laughs> literally like I've those like I'm pretty easy to please like just feed me and make sure that I like work out and fine <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's so easy that, yeah. and you can make yeah. all of that free too easy you could go for a walk or and if you go to the same if you have like a membership already you could go yeah. to the gym too and do that right so exactly and then come home and like eat food then you're set <laughs> exactly yeah so I'll leave it with one more relationship question. So what are some life lessons you've learned when it comes to dating? Don't ignore red flags. That's, That's a big sure. one. <laughs> a huge one. It, one of the red flags would be like, if your friends don't like him, yeah. that's a huge red flag. If, if like your friendship starts coming in between your, your relationship, yeah. that's a part, that's a problem. If you have to pick between the two, that's a red flag. Another lesson I learned was 
don't move in as quickly as you want to because you know you want to have some time to yourself to be independent that was one thing that I I ran into I I felt like I didn't really have a chance to live by myself yeah I kind of moved right from my parents house to like a uh, like a boyfriend's place and I I really wanted that chance to have like my own space for a bit and like live on my own so that's another thing and then the last lesson I would say just don't take shit fucking stop giving a thousand chances yeah oh my god like if it's good if you're running into the same issue and the same behavioral problems it's either change behavior or walk away don't fucking take all this like up like verbal apologies they don't work i've heard them a thousand times they can say whatever they want they can cry to you and they if they still do the same shit like they don't mean it and that is should be when you put your foot down and walk away because yeah. I promise you, you're going to look down five years later and go, why didn't I leave when this happened two years ago? You know, yeah. so 100%. No, I think that those are really good life lessons that you've learned. Yeah. And also just to share with other people, I think that those yeah. are great tips. Yeah. So before we play our game, I just want to ask you, is there anything uh, that you wish I would have asked you? I don't think so. I think we covered a lot. Yeah. I we- think I wanted, I wanted to talk about everything that we talked about. Okay, good. I'm glad. Okay, well, so then we'll leave it off with a quick, fun, this or that social media edition. Cool. So live or recorded? Live. Stories or feed? Feed. Photos or videos? Videos. Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. (laughs) YouTube or Pinterest? YouTube. Huge YouTube girl. I am. I feel like you would be like a great person to watch vlogs. Like you vlog. I know that's one thing I want to do. I just feel like it's that. Well, that is time consuming. Yes. Unless I have like an editor. I I tried to do last year. I don't know if you remember, but I need a new computer before I do any of that because it was like crashing when I was trying yeah. to like put it into Photoshop or what's a uh, photo editor, video editor. I forget what one. Adobe, whatever. Adobe. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. It was like a nightmare and I just ended up giving up, but that is so time consuming, but that's definitely something I like. And like, I, I fantasize about it's like having a vlog. Did you do a vlog on when you went to Australia? Was that the one that you posted? Oh, no. oh that would have been a good one. <laughs> I would. No, that was so long ago. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was 2017 too. That's how long I've been following your social media. Yeah. <laughs> That would have been amazing. I did. I took a lot of content though. I mean, that was like, that was just when it was kind of fun for me Yeah. Uh, yeah. before I really got into it for like a platform and a, a job, but, but that was fun. I really, I'm going to go to Cuba though. Like I leave like this Sunday. So I'm going to bring my camera. So vlog a little bit, do like a mini I'm vlog and do a post vlog. it on I your story. One. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Like I have a really good camera. I have a Sony ZV. Oh, ZV. nice. It's like a legit vlogging camera. So that's what I've been yeah. doing. That's what I've been using to like create my reels with my workouts and stuff. I'm okay. using that camera. So it's a good like look vlogging camera. So I'm going to use that. That's awesome. Okay. couple more. Morning or evening? Morning. Inspo or raw? Inspo. Friends or mentors? Friends. Products or services? Services. Scroll or engage? Scroll. Facebook or Twitter? Twitter. And then Snapchat or Instagram? Instagram for sure. Snapchat's fun, but it's dying. I know. I feel like Snapchat is so like, I don't know, six years it's ago. It's like now I feel like I feel old using it because, oh my God, I had this like 18 year old guy like sliding into my DMs and he <laughs> asked me for my Snapchat. I was like, no, of course you did. Cause you're a child. And so I'm like, I'm too old for this. 
<laughs> I love it. But I, I like talk that. to the same five people. That's it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm me too. I'm the exact same way. I still have it. And I have about, yeah, probably three, four people that we Snapchat, yeah. but then we're also messaging on Instagram. Everything and else. Texting. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, like that. I basically just use that to like video record myself ranting or venting about something and then I'll send it <laughs> off. Like that's like what I'll use it for. That's it. I, I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Laura, for coming on. I've truly enjoyed this time getting to know you and just learning about your experiences. So it's, it's really been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Violet. I appreciate it. It was such a fun little podcast and I'm happy to do this again anytime with you. Oh, yay. That's awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Have a good day. Bye, Vibers. Thank you. Bye-bye. She's a dreamer, a doer, a thinker. She sees possibility everywhere.